Hello, everyone. I'm Jonathan Little. I'm here with episode 234 of Weekly Poker Hand. Thank you very much for being here with me today. Today, we have another hand from 5510 No Limit at Stone's Gambling Hall. And RC, who we have not seen much from, picks up Queen, 10 of Clubs, under the gun. And he raises to 35 bucks. I think that's perfectly fine and reasonable. Queen, 10 suited is a little bit marginal. It's not the best hand in the world. But... I think all of the suited big cards are perfectly fine. Feel free to open it up. Only Porter calls in the big blind with Queen, Nine of Diamonds. Well, the third blind with Queen, Nine of Diamonds. And the flop comes Nine, Five, Three. One club, giving Porter top pair and RC over cards, backdoor flush draw, etc. So on the flop, Porter checks his top pair, as I definitely think he should. He's out of position on a dry board. And then RC checks behind. I think RC should go ahead and bet here. This is a situation where very often you can bet somewhat small and very frequently because RC should have a pretty nice range advantage because he either has big over pairs or you know pairs in general, which are in great shape against even a nine, or he has over cards, which also have plenty of equity. And Porter's gonna be in this pot with all sorts of stuff because remember he called from the third blind and you know, he had to put in 25 bucks to win a pot that's going to be 80. So he should be defending with a decent amount of stuff. Um, one tiny benefit of playing in games where there are three blinds is there's an additional half a big blind in every pot. And you know that, that counts. That is worth something. So you should splash around from the third blind even a little bit more. But at the same time, don't go, don't be absurd. Clearly, Queen 90 Diamonds is a fine defend. All right, so check, check on the flop though. Uh, RC should have thrown out a bet, I think especially when you have backdoor flush draw, just because queen 10 of clubs is going to have a somewhat difficult time seeing a showdown. And for that reason, or winning at the showdown, right? You're not winning with queen high at the showdown. So I think you want to go ahead and bet this one. You may opt to check like ace high sometimes because that can go check, 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 check and win. But queen 10 is not going to go check, 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 check and win. It's going to go check, 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 and you're going to lose. So you want to bluff it. Also, it's important to understand whenever you are looking at your range and dissecting your range like we do over at pokercoaching.com, you want to make sure you have some bluffs in your range. So what are the best bluffs on 9-5-3 when you open under the gun? Well, it's going to be over cards with backdoor flush draws. So any two over cards with clubs, spades, or diamonds on this board are, in my mind, mandatory bluffs. They're going to pick up lots of equity on the turn. Like right here, notice that if the turn is an ace, he can bluff that. If the turn's a king, he has a gut shot. If the turn's a jack, he has open into straight draw. Queen or 10 gives uh, top pairs. Any club he can keep bluffing on. So there's just so much potential with this hand. I think you want to go ahead and bet it. But it does go check, check this time. Turn is jack of hearts. So now RC has an open into straight draw, and Porter has middle pair, second pair, with queen nine. And now the question is, should Porter bet? And I think the answer to that is definitely no. And you may say, why not bet? You have a pair and went check, check on the flop. Well, if you think about the check behind range for RC, what do some people check behind in this spot? Well, it's going to be a lot of random over cards that aren't so good, right? Or maybe a hand like pocket eights, but pocket eights is drawing dead against you. So if RC had random over cards, the jack gives all of them either a pair or a gut shot besides ace, king, and ace, queen, and ace, ten. And you know, even those hands have a lot of equity against the queen nine. So I say a lot. They have some, not a ton, but some. So if RC did have king queen has a gut shot, king 10 has a gut shot, 
But more importantly, King Jack has you crushed, Queen Jack has you crushed, and Jack-10 has you crushed. And now you're just betting into those hands that are clearly never folding. Like right here, Ace-10 may just fold, right? So you may not even be extracting value. So I think Porter needs to check. If Porter is going to bet, he definitely wants to bet on the small side. Let's see how much he did bet in the spot. Pot was $80, and it looks like he bet $40. So he bet half pot. I think you want to bet something like $25 if you're going to bet. Now, RC with queen, 10 of clubs. He has the open-ended straight draw. He kind of got there. <laughs> it's always nice when you turn a, a real draw. Not a wheel draw, a real draw. Um, clearly, he's not going to fold. Should he call or should he raise? I mean, again, thinking about your range, you typically want to be aggressive with your draws. And this is a great example of a hand to be aggressive with. Um, queen, 10 of clubs and 10, eight, 10, eight. Well, queen, 10 and 10, eight are both really good draws here. So the other question is, do you actually want to raise with any hands for value? Like, um, like a Jack, say we are sitting here with King Jack. Can we raise it for value? And I think the answer is probably yes. This is tough for me to analyze because I don't know what RC's strategy actually is. If we were to break this down, like we do at pokercoaching.com, we may see that he does have stuff like King Jack in his range. And if he raises King Jack here, he can definitely get away with raising his few draws just because he doesn't have a ton of them. So, you know, calling or raising are both fine depending on what his range looks like. However, if RC is only raising bluffs here or draws here, that definitely opens the door for him to be exploited very hard. But I think in general, you're going to find that most players, even at 5'10", are not raising primarily on the turn with draws. Most people raise the turn with good hands. So bet was 40 bucks. Looks like he's getting raising chips out, which I like. I think that's fun. I'd probably make it something like 140 in this spot. He makes it 120. Um, we've seen this a few times now where people make it three times the previous bets. And that the problem with that is it gives your opponent great pot odds. Right here, Porter has to call $80 into a pot that's going to be 230 if he calls. So he needs to have 25% equity. It's kind of hard to not have 25% equity in No Limit Hold'em. So what should Porter do? What a rough spot he's found himself in, right? Remember, if he, if he just checked the turn, he can very easily check call. And then yeah, kind of easily check call the river. Now, as played, RC has put him in a really bad spot because if Porter calls this turn bet, can he actually call a river bet? And the answer is probably not. Now, it is important that if you're trying to be balanced to make sure you have some hands in your range you're going to check call with on the turn and then check fold on the river. And you may say, well, I, I don't want to call and then have to fold to a river bet. I want to make up my mind right now on the turn. But from a game theory point of view, you need to be folding some portion of your range on each street. And this middle pair is actually a hand you can call with now. If you get a queen or a nine, you're really happy. And if you miss, well, you can fold this hand and you can call with all of your jacks, right? Sounds reasonable enough to me. Um, so I don't mind the call. Understanding you're probably going to have to fold it to a riverbed a large chunk of the time. But again, just don't bet the turn. Check. This is a very clear marginal made hand. I know I keep mentioning pokercoaching.com, but go there and get your free trial if you've not already. If you have not already gotten your free trial, you may not actually want to get good at poker. There, I said it. Okay, fine. Um, yeah, in this spot, you definitely want to check because you have a very clear marginal made hand with queen nine. If you bet it and get action, you're not loving it. But if it goes check, check, you just win on the river a lot. And even if you face a bet, you have definitely induced bluffs. When you bet, though, you don't really induce bluffs. So he raises to 120 with the queen 10 straight draw and the queen nine decides to call. River's a five of clubs. So now it's nine, five, three, jack, five. 
Porter should probably check. There may be some merit in a small lead here, but I think that's silly. And now, does RC bluff? This is a good example of a spot where in small stakes games, this hand would have played out very differently. Notice RC probably would have checked the flop. He would have called the turn, and then he would have just given up on the river. This is what happens when you're playing against aggressive players who often you know, are winning players even at 5, 10 and higher. They're going to put you in tough spots. RC realizes he has one of the worst hands in his range on this river, so he needs to bluff it. Pot was 320, and he pretty quickly fired out 275. I like it. That's a nice, sizable bet. You definitely want to bet with your jacks in this manner. You definitely want to bet with your overpairs in this manner if you slow played them. And it certainly puts Porter in a bad spot. I think Porter should fold here. Um, I, I see he has the best hand, clearly. But like I said, if you have a jack, you can easily call, and I think a nine is, is an easy fold at this point. Especially with a queen in your hand, because you block some of the bluffs. Just because you block it doesn't mean they can't have it, because we see RC has the queen 10 here. But you do block queen 10, you also block king queen, and those are the most likely bluff hands. Like, you would much rather have 9-2 to call this river bet, because then you don't block queen 10 and um, king queen, which means that your opponent's at least has more potential bluffs in their range. Now, you don't know if they're going to use those hands as bluff all, bluffs all the time. Sometimes they will, sometimes they won't. But it's definitely better for you if you don't block their their bluffs. You may say, though, but what if your opponent's value betting with ace-9? Are they really, though? Remember, flop went check-check. Most people bet ace-9 on the flop. On the turn, Porter or bet with the queen-9, and then RC raised. Did people really raise ace-9? No, right? So your kicker, when you have a nine, is completely irrelevant when it comes to do you win or do you lose. You have a bluff catcher, whether or not you have ace nine or nine two. So the most important thing here is do I block the bluffs? When you block the bluffs, you need to be more inclined to fold because your opponent's not value betting with any nines anyway, so your kicker does not matter. Anyway, Porter does fold after a bit of thought. Um, one thing worth mentioning, RC bet that river really fast. Um, I would definitely tell him to be aware of his timing one thing that you will see from some players is they will automatically bet the river in spots like this when they're bluffing, but give it a little bit of thought when they're value betting. Because usually, like, let's say you do have queen jack here. You do have to think, huh, am I against a five? Because the, the five paired on the river, right? Um, so whenever people hem and haw a little bit, often it actually is them pondering whether or not they should be betting with a reasonable value hand. But in this spot, RC just put it right out there, no problem. And that's because he already knew he was bluffing this river, <laughs> whether or not he got there, right? He's, he knows, all right, I have queen high, I'm bluffing the river. No matter what, I don't have to think about this. Let's just put the bet out there. And that is definitely something that could be a tell. I'm not going to say it is a tell for RC because I don't know much about RC at all. But if you do see that happening in your games, or if you see some players in your games who will sometimes take their time and then sometimes bet quickly, that almost certainly can be correlated to hand strength. So make sure you do not let that um, sneak into your game. So that's going to be it for this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. Thanks again for being here. Be sure to get your free trial at pokercoaching.com, and I'll talk to you next week.